the number of habitat homes that had been lost during hurricanes in the state of Florida is zero, mostly because volunteers build our houses. And when 12 nails will do, why use just one? As a community, we need to start having conversations together that matter. Who are we now? Who were we then? And who are we going to be in the future? Let's slow down to think and discuss. This is Afterthought. Hello, and thank you for watching Afterthought. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is a show where we focus on our history, our heritage, and our community. Tonight, I have a very nice guest, the executive director of the West Orange Habitat for Humanity, Marilyn Hathaway. Thank you for being on the program, Marilyn. Thanks for having me, Austin. Marilyn is a certified fundraising executive and a lifelong Florida resident who attended college at the University of South Florida. She began her career in national sales and marketing, but in 2002, into the nonprofit development industry. Now Marilyn works tirelessly as the executive director of the West Orange Habitat for Humanity. Habitat is a global nonprofit housing organization that helps restore and build homes for those less fortunate among us including families here in Winter Garden. Before we get into the habitat, can you just tell us a little bit about your background growing up in Florida and how you kind of got to this point? Well, you know, I love Florida. It's my home, mostly in Seminole County. But I, uh, I learned early on that entrepreneurship brought with it a lot of great challenges and loves, but that selling must be better somewhere else. So I found the nonprofit community and thought, this is really what I love doing, connecting donors with passions for missions to help people in all walks of life for things that they, the donors, are passionate about. So it's really been a great joy ride, um, connecting those donors to the missions that they love, and in turn, changing lives of hundreds of thousands of people, both with Hospice of the Comforter and now with Habitat for Humanity. Tell us a little bit about the history of Habitat for Humanity. How did it, the, 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 the international organization, how did it get started? What is the real mission? What does Habitat do? Just a little bit from the beginning, if you will, to its greater mission. So there are two big myths about Habitat for Humanity. The first one is, is that Jimmy Carter founded Habitat for Humanity. He didn't. <laughs> But after his presidency, he chose Habitat for Humanity in Georgia as his volunteer place of choice. And so when that happened um, in the 80s, um, soon Habitat became a household word in a lot of different communities all over the country. Um, and so the other myth is that we give away homes and we can talk a little more about that later. We do not give away homes as most people are surprised to hear, but Habitat started in the seventies. It started in Georgia. It started as a housing, um, plan for people to come together and just volunteer to build houses for, for people. Um, and then Jimmy Carter got involved and the headquarters was set up in Atlanta, Georgia. There are now 1,800 what we call affiliates across the country. Uh, we're in every state in the United States and we're in 70 countries in the world. So Habitat has certainly put a big face on a lot of different communities. Here in Florida, there are about 54 Habitat for Humanity organizations, about one for every county. And we all work within our local communities to bring together donors, volunteers, um, corporations, foundations, individuals, churches 
to um, wrap their minds and volunteer hearts around this ecumenical Christian organization where we build homes for people. We just do believe that everyone deserves a decent place to live. We really focus on the fact that we lend a hand up and not a hand out. And people who join us in that mission are just as equally rewarded, I like to think, as the people who are earning the dignity of that first-time homeownership. Mm-hmm. Now, from the beginning, was Habitat always a charitable uh, housing organization, or did that evolve over time? Or from the beginning, that was the mission to kind of bring housing to people who maybe might not otherwise be able to afford it. Is that accurate? Yes. Habitat was set up in the 70s as a nonprofit organization in Atlanta, as a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. specifically with the mission and the goal and the work of providing first-time home ownership to people who were in lower income levels and affordable housing. We like to call it simple, decent, affordable housing. You mentioned, is it a faith-based organization at some level? We are an ecumenical Christian organization, and we tie ourselves very closely to those roots. It doesn't mean that we don't accept help or work with people of all faiths or no faith, but we know where we come from and we know what we believe, and we try and share that in the way that we treat people in everything we do. I open every build day with a prayer circle in addition to a safety talk. Um, We open our staff meetings. Two very important things. Two very important (laughs) things. We, um, We also open our board meetings in prayer and all of our staff meetings in prayer. And we do let people know what we are because, quite frankly, we need all the help we can get. And it's wonderful when people of like minds come and help us. We are deeply rooted in the church community, too, because they send out a lot of people to Um, volunteer on our build sites or volunteer for events that we have. So we are really proud of that. We don't proselytize and we don't, it's not a mandatory thing to have anybody to be Christian working among us. We work with everybody, but it is important to our history and to our work today. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Now tell us a little bit about the history of our, now it's not a chapter. So tell us about what it is. What does it mean when it's you have these different locations in all these different counties and across the states and in other countries. What is that? How does that work? And what's our history here in West Orange with our uh, location? Yes, uh, Habitat is uh, the corporate structure is a federation. So we're not clubs or franchises. We're actually a federated affiliate. So we are an affiliate of the mothership, which is located in um, Georgia. Uh, we pay, we tithe every quarter to the organization, but that's just to find kindred spirits and good practices, best practices in marketing and running a business and in mortgage and building and construction, um, and to share our brand standards, which are one of the most recognized in the country with each other. Uh, here in Winter Garden, uh, West Orange Habitat was started 30 years ago. We're happy to say that we're celebrating our 30th anniversary. And so many of those people that came out of Presbyterian of Oakland um, saw the need for a housing um, mission. Mm-hmm. And so that pastor then gathered some of his uh, congregants to form West Orange Habitat for Humanity. Beautiful. How do you guys raise funds? How does that all work? Where did most of your your funds, your revenue come from to build these homes? What's the system? How does it go? 
We're one of those lucky nonprofits who has a very wonderful alternative revenue stream. So our ReStore that I hope everyone goes to visit is located on West Colonial Drive behind Seacoast Bank. It's almost to Dillard. And it's tucked back there in a wonderful little shopping center. The uh, 12,000 square foot showroom welcomes people to shop, to donate, and to volunteer. So if you haven't been by our ReStore, we urge you to go by there. But these are things that you'd see in a Lowe's store or a home goods store. Everything to do with the home. Furniture, building materials, home decorator items. And uh, that provides a revenue stream for us to actually dedicate all of those net profits to first to tithe and secondly to build homes. Wonderful. Yeah, that uh, is right next to this beautiful gymnastics center. Beautiful. <laughs> it's lots of traffic. <laughs> now, the, the stuff that you do sell there, is it um, refurbished things or is that how it works? Are there originally donations or what? So we what get the- donations of all kinds. Mm-hmm. We get donations of brand new furniture many times, um, brand new mattresses or brand new uh, items uh, for your home, mm-hmm. like paintbrushes and uh, tools um, things like flooring or cabinets. And then we also get donations of wonderful, and I, I would say gently used, except most of them look like they're not used at all. Nice. Um, but really neat treasures, um, yep. antiques, uh, old sewing machines and beautiful ca- uh, cabinets and couches and lamps and home decor. So it's almost, so people, people can uh, drop off at your location. They can, they, they can donate, drop off donate at location. your location. Wonderful. So it's almost like an alternative to Goodwill, you know, so similar to that, right? It is. The only thing we don't take is clothing. No clothing. We don't take clothing. We don't take toys and we don't take children's items like cribs. home stuff. Home things. Home things. Makes sense. Now, how do you build these homes? Okay. So we talked a little bit about the revenue. Obviously, you get donations and sponsors. But how did, what's the actual process for construction? How do these things get erected? So this is a neat story that Habitat is one of the the only uh, company building homes who doesn't actually have to have a general contractor's license. So we do have a construction manager and we have a site leader and lots of volunteers who come on board. But we have engineers and designers and architects who come and design those homes for us. People who donate land or give us land through their planned giving efforts or selling it to us at a modest amount. Um, we work with partners like the City of Winter Garden, the Town of Oakland, and Okoy to identify properties that are blighted to re-energize those communities. We are very into neighborhood revitalization, and what we find is that when we place those habitat homes, not only does it help that habitat family member, but it also rejuvenates the entire neighborhood. One person sees one home being done on the front of it, and suddenly they start doing a few things Catch to their house the too. Yeah, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. So, so you have people that actually volunteer to physically go there with the hammer. Is that right? Like just regular volunteers? Like I can go and volunteer. Except for things like roofing, electrical, and plumbing, volunteers do everything for us. They put up walls. They they paint. They put up interior walls. They put up drywall. They lay sod they put up landscaping they put in bricks but now do they have to have some kind of experience like can somebody that's never done anything like that before can they help or do they have to have some kind of background so here's the thing with habitat Mm -hmm. we promise no experience is ever necessary really 
So do the, do the sometimes the floors come a little strange, or how do you mitigate the no experience? We have an A team on Wednesday. The A team on Wednesday likes to refer to their prep work for the next weekend, which we have corporations or churches or groups to come in and build with us or in, or individuals to come out on their own or as a couple or as a team. And uh, they like to prepare for the next Saturday, but they also correct the things that were done the Saturday before. <laughs> I see. I see. We also like to note that we did a study on hurricanes in Florida and habitat homes. And what they found was the number of habitat homes that had been lost during hurricanes in the state of Florida is zero, oh. mostly because volunteers build our houses. And when 12 nails will do, why use just one? So they put in a lot more I see. than I they see. need to. They make sure that they really yeah. <laughs> use the supplies. That's great. So we got to make sure that people realize you don't need experience. You just need to have a kind heart to want to help. You just, what do they do? They go to the website. They go to the website. They can sign up to work on a build site as a group, as a team, or as an individual. We have those opportunities on our website and they can check out there. Speaking of that, talking about people volunteering their time, you know, some people might not have time. They might um, physically not be able to get out there at a job site. I know that you have three ways to help, right? What are those three ways? So we like to say that we can find something for everyone to get involved with Habitat for Humanity. We like to say that you can give gifts of time, money, or stuff. The stuff is an easy one. It's building materials or things for our restore. And the money is easy because for people who can't work or come out on a build site, we love it when churches or foundations or corporations or individuals um, remember us to give us even a small gift because $10 buys a box of nails. And we need lots of boxes of nails. As you mentioned, they're very, they use the nails quite well, the volunteers. <laughs> <I know. laughs> And the final way is to give gifts of time. Those gifts of time mean more to us than anything because it takes a lot of hands to build a home. In terms of donations, do you take donations? Like if somebody had a job site and they're done with the job site and they have like a huge thing of nails left, is that something that you would take as a donation? We do. Builders are a really incredible resource for us. Right. Builders who order tile for a new home and then find themselves with 400 square feet of tiling left over. We put that in our restore and put it to work. It keeps it out of the landfill, and it also makes a nice buy for somebody coming in who's redoing their home. Yeah, and then ultimately it goes to the greater cause. Right. So that's great. That's very good for people to know. I'm sure a lot of people don't realize that in our community. They don't realize it. Yeah, so whenever somebody has extra stuff from a construction site or anything like that, bring it to the habitat of humanity here in West Orange. Let's talk a little bit about a little bit more focus here in Winter Garden. Um, there's a stat I want to I want to read that uh, is from the East Winter Garden Initiative. There's 524 homes in East Winter Garden. The average annual income of those homes for a household of four is under twenty four thousand dollars a year. Pre COVID, the unemployment rate was twenty five percent above twenty five percent. I know that Habitat has worked with Winter Garden in this community, this whole project, One Winter Garden. Can you tell us a little bit about those initiatives, what you guys have done, what's coming, and what's going on now? We're really excited to be working in a focus area of East Winter Garden. As you know, it has a rich historical culture. Mostly Black, African-American families live there. 
And the families who live there live there because their mother lived there and their grandmother lived there and their great grandmother lived there. So without gentrifying that neighborhood, we are so excited because our next project is in partnership with the city of Winter Garden. We are so lucky to have people in our city who recognize and value this community. And so they came to us and actually provided us with property to put up our next affordable home community. That community will be located on Center Street, which is a hub in the East Winter Garden area with gathering places and old stores that people know about. But slowly, without gentrification and working with the residents of East Winter Garden, we are planning our new next affordable home community called Criswell Court. So how many homes are, are expected to be in Criswell Court? So we'll be beginning with four homes to begin with. It will begin with two cottage homes, which are two bedroom, one bath, and one story. And the other two will be two garden homes, which are three or four bedroom homes that are a story and a half. These next four homes will be a launching pad for the great work that's going on in the East Winter Garden community with preserving the historic nature of that community and the vision of the city of Winter Garden. How does one get this uh, looked at for an opportunity for one of these homes? What are the qualifications? What sort of folks are the ones that uh, can apply for this? How do they apply for this? And what's that process? You know, the amazing thing is, is that we probably, the need for affordable housing in Central Florida is great. Uh, Central Florida was recently announced that we are the uh, worst community in the nation for affordable housing per capita. We beat out Las Vegas just this past year for the lack of affordable housing. So we typically have about 80 to 90 applicants coming to us for every home that we built. The need for affordable housing is just so great. And the homes or apartments that people can rent that have three or four bedrooms are probably in the $1,200 or $1,300 range, which none of our low-income families can afford. Our homes will probably cost them $400, $500 a month for their family of three to four people. So that affordable housing really makes a tremendous impact, not only for that family, but for the generations that follow them. Mm -hmm. So so what do some of those qualifications look like? Uh, The first qualification is they have to demonstrate a need. An unaffordable home, a substandard home, a crowded home, any of those kinds of things where they can demonstrate that they really do face a housing need. Uh, Secondly, they have to be willing to partner with us. And that means they put in 200 hours of sweat equity, three for 300 for a couple uh, working on their own home or the homes of others. And they need to save for a small down payment and they need to take financial literacy classes. That just makes them great homeowners when they get finished and are ready to become first-time homeowners. So this is a part of something you said that you guys don't believe in giving a handout. That's not what this is. This is not a handout. This is a hand up. Now, what uh, is the success rate like? So they take this course, these two courses you have them take, which were a financial class, is that right? And the homeowners course, right? And then they put in the sweat equity. How is the success rate? Is Are these typically success stories? So homeowners who come to us are hardworking people. They're working one and two jobs so many times. They don't have time for their family. And most of the time they're spending 70 to 80% of their income on housing. 
which never allows them a chance to get ahead. By the time they come to us, they are now educated because they've taken financial literacy classes. They know how to take care of their home because they've taken home maintenance classes and lawn maintenance classes. They know about financial care and budgeting and having a checking account and even what an escrow is for the first time in their lives they never heard of. They're tremendous success stories, and each one is assigned a mentor who works with them diligently through the process to be putting in their sweat equity hours to eventually close on that home and get the keys. So what are the mortgages like? Is there is there interest involved? How does this how does that side of it work? When somebody has a mortgage, what does it look like? So most people don't know that we're actually a mortgage company too. We currently hold over 40 mortgages here in the West Orange community. When a family closes on their home, uh, they are given the keys to their home and it is their home. But the great thing about it is, is that our payment is a no interest mortgage payment and will never exceed over 30% of their take home pay. That way, they're allowed to spend the rest of that in spendable cash for good food, healthy food, insurance, transportation, things for their children. Most of all, they don't have to work two and three jobs anymore. And they can now be members of the PTA or help in their neighborhood in some way. So many of them stay on as volunteers with us, with Habitat, to encourage other Habitat family partners working their way toward home ownership together. If somebody is watching this video right now and might fit these might fit this uh, these qualifications, or maybe somebody's watching this video and knows somebody who might, what's the very first thing they need to do to start that process? So we encourage anybody to apply for Habitat home ownership with us. These are people who bag your groceries at Publix. They're the people who are waiting on you at Taco Bell. They're people who are mowing your lawn and they're low income people, but they're our neighbors and we want to keep them in the West Orange community. So they should go on our website at westorangehabitat.org and go on the homeowner tab and check out the exact journey. It's laid out very simply. Families attend an orientation. The orientation is usually held two or three times a year. It lasts about an hour and a half. And once they attend that orientation, they then get an application. When they fill out that application, we ask them for a lot of information. We send someone out to their home to do a site visit to get to know the family and see and learn about them and their family and their need. And once that's done, we select families to go into our next homes. But once they're selected, they're assigned a mentor. They know exactly what they have to do to how many hours they have to put in for sweat equity, saving for a down payment and attending all of those classes. Um, that's their journey to home ownership. And we love to travel that with them. Now, do you have any particular uh, success stories maybe you want to share of any individuals? I know that I was reading a little bit about Antoinette recently and her family. Any any uh, story you want to tell about that just to relate to the folks? We have a lot of family stories and there are a lot I could share with you, but Antoinette is probably one of the most wonderful homeowners that we've had. She works full time. She's a single mom. She has two adorable boys. I think they're 11 and 8, if I'm not mistaken. And Antoinette has been working a long time waiting and praying so hard for God to come and help her somehow, some way to be able to provide for her sons so that they didn't have to travel the journey that she has traveled. It's been a long, hard road for Antoinette, but her prayer feels like it's finally been answered. Beautiful. Tell us a little bit about the Women Build. What is this Women Build I've been hearing about? 
Women Build is a national campaign. It's run in every community in the United States. We just happen to think we're best here in West Orange and the West Orange community. And we have women from all walks of life getting involved with Women Build. Women love Women Build. They love working with their hands. They love learning new construction skills. Most of all, they love working alongside our single mom Habitat homeowners working to earn the dignity of home ownership. Then I would encourage anybody who's involved with Women Build to go on our website, form a team of 10, join a team of 10. We still have teams waiting for women to join us right now. It is a fundraising and a building experience, but I can promise you those days of Women Build are memories that will you will take with you forever. And each woman builder gets a pink hard hat. They'll do anything for a pink hard hat. They get to keep the hat? And they get to keep the hat. Oh, wow. That's a, and it has their name on the back of the hat. That's a deal. Hat. And the name, too. That's great. So they got to get their girlfriends together, go online, fill out the form, and put a group together. And They can join online. It's really simple. <laughs> that's awesome. So in Winter Garden and West Orange, generally, we have a lot of wonderful companies, a lot of small businesses that do a lot of good. They do a lot of that good through the Habitat of Humanity. Can you tell us about some of those companies and what they do? Well, thanks for the opportunity to give a shout out to our great construction partners. We love them. Uh, Bright Future Electric does all of our electrical. Uh, Stratus Roofing and P&A Roofing provides all of our roofs. Apple Air Conditioning, all of our air conditioning units for our homes. Orange County Countertops for our countertops. Heichel Plumbing, doing all of our plumbing. But there is a place for every company to donate something. And so if you're in the construction world and you do some sort of service, labor, or material, or supplies, we could sure use that help. Okay, so let's just close it with, just tell us again, there's lots of ways to get involved. There's three things they could do, right? Tell us, how do people get involved? What do they do? Yeah, well, there is a way for everybody to get involved. We would first ask everybody, pray for our mission, pray for our families, pray for our organization, because we need all the prayers we can get. Secondly, get involved. Get involved with time or money or stuff. Come and volunteer with us. And if it's a $10 donation you can make on our website, do that. Either way, we really hope that you'll keep West Orange Habitat in your heart and in your mind. And when the opportunity arises, we hope we'll say, yes, I'll be there. Well, thank you for your time, Marilyn, and thank you for being a blessing to our community. You too.